Generating traffic and sales can be a challenge for online merchants. But selling on the Walmart marketplace puts your products in front of millions of customers who shop on walmart.com. And right now, sellers who join Walmart Marketplace can save up to 50% on referral and fulfillment fees for the first 90 days. So get started today. Head over to marketplace.walmart.com savings. That's marketplace.walmart.com savings. Today's podcast is sponsored by SLI Systems, providers of intelligent site search and navigation solutions. Learn more at sli-systems.com and listen to their interviews at ecommercepodcast.com. E-commerce Conversations, a weekly podcast focusing on e-commerce topics featuring interviews with prominent people in the e-commerce space. This week's podcast is with Mitch Bettis. Let's listen in as Mitch is joined by Nancy Callahan, Vice President of AIG Insurance. We're talking today to Nancy Callahan, a Vice President with AIG Insurance in the Identity Theft and Fraud Division. Nancy, we have some uh, interesting topics to talk today about insurance availability and challenges for e-commerce businesses. Let's begin by talking about perhaps some of the biggest areas of risk that are associated with e-commerce, and I guess maybe viewing those risks from what an insurance mind would say. Well, I think as a business owner or business manager of an e-commerce business, you have the challenge of facing all the traditional risks that any business faces, plus those that are unique to e-commerce. A retail company or information company or service provider and that is doing business in the electronic or virtual world. So what's interesting about that and challenging both for the company and insurers is how do you take those old world concepts of, you know, harm to assets or harm to others into the virtual world. And so that's where specialty carriers like AIG and others can help an e-commerce company. And assets in a traditional retail store are bricks and mortar, the inventory in your warehouse, Assets in an e-commerce company include those things as well as the information that is vital to your business. The factory is no longer a physical factory. It may be a set of servers in a web hosting environment. I think the other um, concept of risk is often with a business interruption. If you have a fire and your factory is shut down, you lose income. If you have an e-commerce business and a hacking or software failure shuts down your virtual store, you have the same issues of business interruption. And indeed, insurance has evolved to provide that kind of protection for um, e-commerce businesses. And then finally, I would point out that you have the added concerns about security and privacy because e-commerce companies hold and collect so much information, there comes an added obligation to protect that and some potential liabilities if that information is compromised or exposed. While exists for traditional offline businesses, often is a greater exposure for online companies. Many e-commerce businesses have uh, expressed to us that it's a struggle to really get their local insurance agent to venture into these uh, virtual waters. Is that changing? Yes, and I think that there are two great changes or practices that are accelerating. One is I think that the, the classic retail agent that works with small businesses is becoming more familiar with these issues because I would think almost every business has some element of an e-commerce aspect to it now. Almost every business has at least an informational website. But the second thing is 
there's now a, a growing um, network of wholesale insurance brokers who are specialists in this area, and the wholesalers work with the retail agents who then work with the client. Not so much whether or not their retail agent is an expert in this area, but is their retail agent willing to reach out and work with a, a wholesaler who has strong specialty knowledge and access to the specialty insurance carriers, the AIGs and others of the world who really understand these risks. And that's a good way for the retailer to build some expertise by pairing up with a strong wholesaler. And just so I have my terminology right, and so this may be a silly question, but we're calling a kind of a retailer of insurance the local and independent insurance agent in my small town. Is it? Right. And a wholesaler. And probably the agent that you've bought your um, property insurance from, your general liability insurance, your perhaps your E&O insurance. To the extent that you've bought business insurance, you've bought it probably from someone you have a relationship in your, with in your hometown. So that's what I was referring to as the retail agent. So who would be the wholesaler in that? A wholesaler is actually an, also an independent insurance broker who has access to many different insurance companies, and that wholesale insurance broker works with multiple retail agents and offers them the special knowledge, expertise, and specific lines of, of insurance. So that middle... Um, level, the wholesaler, is still an independent insurance agent or broker. That entity works with AIG, and in the insurance parlance, it's AIG is an insurance carrier or an insurance company. Okay. We're the ones who actually issue the insurance policies and um, uh, process and pay the claims. But the sales channel is through insurance brokers, and that sales channel can have wholesalers and retailers serving the end customer, which is the e-commerce company. And again, just for my clarity, do we make any distinction there between um, insurance agents who represent a single company, that independent agent who might represent a, a broad range of insurance options? Mm -hmm. There is a difference. The, um, there are captive agents who work with one insurance company, and there are independent agents who work with multiple insurance companies. Okay. When you go to meet with your insurance agent, what do I need to be have in my possession? What do I need to be prepared to tell him if he or she needs an education about e-commerce? Are there things we need to have with us to help educate our insurance agent about our business that are out of the ordinary? Mm -hmm. And the most important thing, I think, is what are the exposures that's of most, that are of most concern to that business? And what kinds of losses can that business withstand or not withstand? Because depending on um, what they have in terms of their own um, income stream or uh, access to other forms of financing to get them through a rough period, they may or may not buy the same amount of insurance depending on how strong they are to withstand a loss on their own. What really worries that business? What keeps them up at night? For some businesses, to be out offline for half a day could be devastating. Sure. For another business, oh, it would be painful, but they could probably survive just fine if they got back up in three days. So sort of those things. What kinds of losses concern them and what kind of loss can they absorb versus really needing insurance to help um, finance the results of that loss? I think you bring up an interesting point, and um, and even with e-commerce, well, like there is with traditional brick and mortar, you know, there is uh, you know, tremendous seasonality at times. You know, clearly a half a day during the holiday buying season 
is much more painful to lose than a half a day in mid-January, typically speaking. I also wondered, are there insurance options that provide that kind of flexibility? Could I kind of... There, there are. That concept of seasonality is not a new one. Um, it, it does exist in a lot of retail businesses. So the um, insurance products have evolved to cater to that, to that issue. And a lot of times it has to do with how it's priced and what the, how the limits change during the seasonality. So you're not paying for more than you need in the off-season, but you have adequate protection in the busy seasons. For an agent or for, an, uh, um, for a business owner who is trying to acquire various levels of insurance, are there barometers they could use to determine levels of liability, any kind of recommendations to determine how to choose the right levels of, of liability protection and deductibles? Um, it's not unlike buying a homeowner's policy or a personal umbrella policy. One of the things that an agent will ask you is sort of what are, what are your personal assets that you're trying to protect? If someone were to be injured in your home, how much coverage you buy for liability coverage should be enough to protect the, the value of the assets the family holds because you don't want to lose those assets in, in a, a lawsuit. So a business is it's very similar. The kinds of things you would look at is what is the revenue stream, what are the assets, um, and therefore you would buy enough liability protection to, to preserve those in case you were subject to a lawsuit. Um, the other is obviously that's uh, the other issue is uh, working with someone who has some knowledge in this area to understand sort of what is the evolving liability landscape, what kinds of suits are out there, what kinds of damages are being awarded, and also, equally important, how expensive is it to defend a suit? Because you could still be found, you know, find that you have no liability and not pay any damages in a lawsuit, but have incurred tremendous defense costs. Okay. And then the deductible or retention uh, comes back to how much loss could a business afford to absorb before it becomes really painful. So just like your homeowner's policy the premium might be a little bit less expensive if you have a higher deductible on your homeowner's policy or your auto policy. It's the same trade-off with business insurance. If a company is able to, able to withstand uh, a $10,000 loss, then set the deductible above $10,000. Or if they can withstand a $100,000 loss or a million-dollar loss, then um, you would adjust the deductible to reflect that. And the premium would go up or down commensurate with that. That's all the time we have for this week's e-commerce conversation. I hope you enjoyed it. Please tune in next week for another new episode.